Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Stratford Paddock Podcast. My name is Joe. I'm joined by David Pritt. How are you doing, David? I'm okay. How are you, Joe? I'm very well, thank you. And Jay Motti as well. Fresh off the, uh, you know, where can I get a mint green hoodie from tour. Nice. Very good. I like good. that. Worked yeah, well that done it? There. We're uh, going to be talking about loads of stuff today. We're going to be talking about, is it time to stop playing some of the kids? We've seen what works and what doesn't work in that first game against Brighton. We'll also be looking at the latest on Adrian Rabio. I want to do a bit of a dive into this whole thing about his mom being his agent and is that a problem and is he, a, is he bad news in the dressing room? All that sort of stuff. We're going to go into that. And also the latest on Marco Arnautovic as well. Looking like that deal is going to be um, revisited. A, deal, a, a bid was turned down. They then want to make a second bid for him. There is history of him being potentially racist or xenophobic or something like that. We've got all the details on that. So we're going to go into exactly what is going on there, if he's the right fit for Manchester United. How are you feeling after yesterday, Jay? Let me start with you. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting a bit immune to it all in my old age. I don't quite get as deflated and angry as I used to. I'm mm. still deflated and angry, but not as much as I used to be. And it was almost like, as soon as that game kicked off within 30 seconds, Brighton had that chance, then you know, whatever it was, within a minute. Mm-hmm. And you thought, here we go again. It's all right. Do you know what I mean? You could almost feel it. And then it was such a terrible performance all over the pitch. I thought there was at least eight players who didn't play well. Mm. Honestly, yesterday. Who think, do you think played all right? I thought Martinez played all right. I thought yeah. Ericsson played well. I thought he was probably our best player. Yeah. Um, other than that, Maguire, I don't think, was as bad as a lot of people saying, if I'm being honest. I think he was getting stick. I was a bit surprised at that because I don't think he was one of our worst players. Mm-hmm. I thought Shaw was awful, again. I thought Delo, who I like, just was all over the gaff. Yeah. Um, and our midfield, you know, Fred has been sort of... Someone who's won me over, mm. and he was very poor. You know, I still would have took somebody off before him, but I can understand why he got subbed. And also, we, before the, the season started, we were saying that we want to see more from Rashford and Sancho, and it was just more of the same from last season, just not really in the game. Sancho did a little bit in the second half, but not enough. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just so disappointing. By the time Ronnie came on, he didn't really get a lot of the ball when he did. You know, he, he tried to make something happen, but by then it was not almost too late, but it, it wasn't enough, should we no. say. So, yeah, I think the three, three first three players I mentioned did okay. Especially, I thought Ericsson and, and Martinez, to a lesser degree, played well, but the, overall, it was so poor. It really was. And also, listen, I'll back Ten Hag. I'm not going to start criticising it after one game, but it was... And I know he tried to get him on and the ball didn't go out of play or whatever, but the, the Ganacho Malassia... Um, I think it was a longer substitution mm-hmm. in the 89. It was literally that ninth minute. I think it was 89 and 50 seconds or something. It just wasn't long enough for them no. for, for them to impact it. I personally would have started in Malaysia. I thought he had a good preseason. I was surprised to see Shaw start. I was as well. That didn't make any sense no. to me. And Shaw, I don't want to dig him out because there's other players that play badly as well. But I feel like this season he needs to show something. He's been here for eight years now. Eight years. And he's you know he's had two good spells during that time. One under Van Gaal, one under Raleigh. And other than that, we've had six, I know we got injured, but we've had six years of inconsistency at best. Yeah. And yesterday, he was just awful. Would yeah. you say, though, yeah, it was a good spell under Ollie, or was it just he's better than what he'd been because he was awful for a long time? And then under Ollie, he, tried to, he got back to being okay, but I don't think he was anywhere near what he was. 
And people were giving far too much credit, if you ask me. I think even after that, we should have got someone else in. Do you know, it's funny, because me and you stayed at a, a, a tier list or something a few years ago. We were looking at players. And Shaw was one of the ones that we were looking at. And I think me and you said the jury was, was out on him. And I think Steve said he didn't think he was good enough. And someone clipped that up, like last year or whatever, and tagged me in it on Twitter. And I was like, I stand by that. Mm. Like I don't, don't think that's a gotcha. Well, they, they were they were clipping it up trying to say trying to say look at yeah, now, look at what you and Dave were saying here or use Dave and Stay, and I'm like I've not changed my mind. No, I've not suddenly you know. And listen, we, I'm sure we've got you know another 50 minutes or whatever to go. We can get into other players, but this is a player who should be at his peak. Who's been at United since 2014. Who plays for England? He's a regular for England when he's fit. Who's you know was being compared to all these? I know it was slightly tongue in cheek, but people were raving about him, calling him Shaberto Carlos and all that. And again, I was watching him yesterday. That whole thing of just turning around, looking at others, looking at linesmen, waving his arms out, not picking up his man at the back post. Crosses hitting the first man again, tucking in all the time when he shouldn't be. Um, it's just not good enough. And at least, you know, you can criticise Delow. I thought he was equally as bad, but at least with Delow you can go, okay, he hasn't been here as long. He hasn't been a regular in this team for as long. There's still maybe a little bit of hope for him. But we sure, I just think, I don't know, man, maybe I'm hating on him a bit, but I just feel like I'm sick of waiting for him to show us this consistency. Especially when Molassi has been, I don't think he's been, I don't think he was amazing in preseason. I think he started slowly, but he was improving every single game in preseason. I think he got to the point where he was, he was getting further up the pitch. He looked more competent in that sort of central midfield role that you know Ten Hag asked the, 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 the fullbacks to do when their uh, the possession is on the other side of the pitch and we're attacking. He tucked in well. He did that really well. I think. I mean, I don't know whether it's over a hundred meters he would be, but he seems faster than Luke Shaw. He seems better at recovery. I know he came on and had a bit of a stinker and he gave a foul away or missed a slide tackle and then gave a foul away. But he, like I said, he was on for two minutes. And also, so like, I get, I get that. that he didn't come on and shout, but he, he had a few minutes. And also, yeah. you come in a game where you're chasing the game, you debut at Old Trafford in the Premier but League, your first just, ever game yeah. in the Premier League. It's not easy. And I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be like that, but everyone... I don't think he'd be anywhere near those levels, but everyone remembers Patrice Evra's debut. It was one of yeah, the worst performances I've ever seen by a United player. It's just a bit of a, a, a surprising one. And just his willingness to, to, to try and get back, his effort is so much higher than Luke Shaw's. Like the amount of goals last season we saw where you know, the camera pans around and just coming into shot as the ball goes in the back of our net is Luke Shaw jogging back into position. It happened constantly I don't know how many year. times, because where I was sat with behind the goal... Um, previous seasons when you watch him sometimes not even a goal it's just a chance for the opposition and yeah. he's stood on the halfway line like waiting thinking oh well if they win the ball back they'll spray it to me and I'll get forward yeah. surely as a left back your first role is defend the ball yeah. what, what did you make of, of Maguire Joe because I saw you sticking up for him a bit um, and listen call it as I see it I left Old Trafford yesterday he wasn't on my list Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean of yeah. players that I was annoyed with same um I think he is a bit of a, a target and people are always £80 million, he should do better and all that rest of it. But I don't think he was one of the worst players yesterday. No, I, I don't at all. I think I think him and Martinez had similar games. Mm. So for instance, like for their first goal, I think some of the nuances of their partnership are yet to be ironed out. Obviously, this is the first minutes they've ever played together. Welbeck makes the running behind. Martinez should have tracked it, but it, there seemed to be some hesitation from Martinez because was he thinking, "Am I passing that on? Is Maguire going to take over? How do we do?" You know, because some some players, some partnerships will say, "If a man runs across us, I'll take him until this point, or I'll just take him. You drop into my spot." Other yeah. players say, "If a man runs across us, he's now your man immediately," and you can almost do that kind of zonal marking thing of if he enters your territory, he's yours, and if he's in man, he's mine. People, people between them work out how to deal with that situation. So I think there were times yesterday where Welbert makes that run across across Martinez and then behind Maguire. That hesitation from Martinez, which I think was somewhat <coughs> understandable for the reasons I've just mentioned, meant that Welbeck got the ball before Martinez did and there was no challenge to be made on him. Then he can play the ball across. So you can blame Martinez a little bit for that, or the hesitation there, and then you can blame Maguire for not really quite getting back into position quickly enough but I don't think Maguire had a bad game yesterday. I don't think he made any obvious glaring errors. And he won the ball back a lot and played some good crossfield passes. I thought it was okay. Sorry, I had this in my news. I'm just going to my phone because I screenshotted it. I think um, he 
he he spoke about that um Maguire about yeah, the did. partnership with Martinez. He said, uh, it's great to have Lissandro Martinez at the club. We have competition for place at centre-back. We've not played much together. And in that first period, we weren't on the same wavelength. Centre-back partnerships are built over time and we will get a lot better and keep clean sheets. Just before I get your take on that, Dave, we've got quite a lot of chats and comments. So I want to get into some of them. Do get involved in the chats and the comments, of course. And hit that like button. Marcus94 says, lads, I'm fed up with this season already. We needed signings for months. I'm hopeful of Rabiot just due to our midfield. Is I think we've be happy with anyone also hope you guys are well thanks a lot marcus for your support carl dixon welcome to the academy as a new member go and check out the members section we've got fantasy football stuff on there we've got a little mini video i did of a tour of mini tour of scandinavia uh jibak sahu says lads when does this end what will it take um it's a very good question that bro i mean it's mad we're already one game in and people asking you know when does this end on that can i just say something of course you can i think and it's not and as United fans, I'm doing the same thing. Like, I've, I've been absolutely genuinely gutted today. Like, just one of those results that really absolutely knocked the wind out of myself because I was hoping for something different and ended up getting the same result as last season. But I think we, ha we do have to remember that part of, t of yesterday's disappointment and today's disappointment is because of how fresh last season was. It felt like it sort of reanimated the corpse of last season when actually, if you, if you take the, separate those two things apart, Ralph Rangnick isn't here anymore etc etc this isn't exactly the same team as last year i know there are a lot of the same players but one one game into a new manager's tenure doesn't tell you everything about how it's going to be all season and i think part of us and myself included tend to overreact and kind of spiral in your head because you think well it looked like last season therefore this season will be the same if not worse than last year and i think actually we need to try and separate those two things where you say one manager trying to get some new tactics and new players whilst starting a game with no strikers was always going to be tricky against a well-drilled Brighton team. We still should have won, but I don't think we should let last year's failures be the forefront of our mind because there are a lot of things that have changed. So I'm still somewhat optimistic about the season. Yeah, I, I get that optimism and I'm, I'm you know... I think when I say optimistic team, that we we're not just going to lose every you know yeah. I think we'll I mean, get that's where the optimism sort of is, is down. <laughs> so I'll get to you in a minute. Later. I'll just go through the couple of Molly's chats. Dylan Soup says right back, central defensive midfield, right wing, and striker is needed. Mm -hmm. We need we need to look to do cash plus players. Maguire plus thirty million for Neves. Cody is leaving. I'd take Tony or um, DCL. That's a Dominic Calvert Lewin in it over Arnautovic. Um, I wouldn't. Is he talking about Connor Cody there? I think. Um, I wouldn't want him. Oh, he's gone to Everton. Apparently, Connor Cody. Um, Maguire plus thirty million for Neves. I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't. Um, Dave, what was your take on it? Because that, was there any positives? I think because we're going to get to sorry, we're going to get to the overhaul and, and giving the kids a chance. And a lot of you in the chat in the chat are saying, you know, is it time to give players a chance? Trying to give some of these um, youngsters a chance. Um, which I'll get to in a minute as well. I'm not just going to read Super Chats. But is there any positive you can take from that? Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ah, well, anything where you go, okay, I can see how that's going to work or whatever. The problem we got is, like you said, it, it feels like last season. Well, the main reason it feels like last season is because majority of the players are from last season who mm. didn't perform. And you can call the managers or previous managers all you want about how they handled stuff, but at the end of the day, it's still down to players the way they, the way they get go out on the field. And when you look at the team, apart from like, it's it's just more or less the same. There's a few new players. You've got Ronaldo. Is he here or is he not coming on the pitch? It's, it's a it's a tough one for the manager to take. Obviously, he's tried to sign players. I don't think he's got all the backing from the board he's, he's wanted. He's he's not got his full squad that he wanted to start with. So players are. <laughs> Are just going to be lucky really to still have the place, I think. And yeah. and do they have to perform? Not really. I mean, I do think they, they are trying to perform, but it's just not coming off like it didn't last, last season. But it's going to be a tough one this season unless he gets the right people in and or unless certain players decide they can 
remember how to play, yeah. we're going to be in real trouble. I think another thing as well, and this is only a small section of people, but especially on like certain subreddits and different parts of like online fan base or online people online. I'm not even sure everyone who claims to be a United fan online is even a United fan because I think there's definitely a lot of Arsenal fans with MUFC X accounts. There just has to be because some of the stuff you see is so close to parody that you think you have to not be a United fan. I saw people last night with like a decent amount of likes and like upvotes on posts across various different platforms saying stuff like Ten Hag's out of his depth. Ten Hag didn't realise there was a jumping quality between the Netherlands and, and the Premier League, like having to go in for wanting Arnautovic. And whilst I don't want Arnautovic, I think it's ridiculous. If, if Ten Hag came in, got all of his targets, all of his number one targets, and they, pro and they were proven to be shit, then you could be like, maybe he's got it wrong here. He's getting what can only be the seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth person on the list of forwards in Marko Arnautovic. He isn't number one on the list, is he? We haven't got Frankie de Jong, who is clearly number one, and we get and he and the manager is getting crucified by some people for the board not being able to do their job, and it's like obviously Ten Hag knows that the Premier League is a higher standard than than the the Dutch division, like he hasn't watched the Champions League for the last twenty years and so and seen that no Dutch teams have even come close to winning it, and about eight Premier League teams have won it, and also like, Spurs knocked him out of the Champions League. Yeah, and he'll have, he'll have realized where Spurs finished yeah. in the Premier League. He's not oblivious to no. what's going on outside it's of like, Holland. Yeah, it's like, this is on Ten Hag. You know, if he thinks that this play is good, if he thinks that Marco Arnautovic is good enough, then he must be an Here's idiot. Here's one thing. That's, I'll, not, I'll that's not true, is it? And chat in a minute, though. Obviously, I get where you're coming from with some of these fans. And I, I, when, I, I when you see, um, you know, United fan on loan at PSG or United fan on loan at Chelsea, whatever, no, you're a dickhead, is yeah. what you are. Um, the, there is a, an element, though, where... There will be pressure on Tanak. There will. Yeah. Genuinely, like, you know. And I'm not saying we'll give him, because I've said he, this season, I must give him a full pass for the entire season, because I think it's going to take a long time to sort it out. But there will be, you know, if you lose at Brentford, if you lose heavily to the Scousers, where people are going to start going, oh, you know what? Is he the right man for the job mm. and all that? I just think we've got to realise the task that he's got. And just how much expectation is on him to get the best out of these players? It's not that easy. Everyone's just assumed the likes of Maguire and Shaw and Rashford and Sancho who were all put in McTominay and Fr unless Fred, I don't think last season was that bad, to be honest with you, but you know, yeah. it wasn't perfect by any stretch. But and McTominay and all these players who underperformed last season, he can all get he can get the best out of him. Mm. He might not be able to. No mm. one might be able to. Do you know what I mean? They might not be as good as we all hoped. There's still that. So it is very difficult. And especially as you said, when he's being linked with 33-year-old attackers who spent the, what two of the last four seasons in China. And when they were in West Ham five years ago, were okay. I mean, that's just an, another Odeon Agallo. And now I read somewhere that he's a racist as well, well we, which if, is if great we, news. Yeah, we're not we only signing that? crap players, we're signing crap players who are racist. Even better. Yeah. Why don't we get Ron Atkinson as manager? Um, just quickly, Ian Barron, guys, it's my 49th birthday today. So happy birthday, Ian. I'm sorry the Reds couldn't give you an early birthday present, but hopefully our little shout out has, has brightened your day. Um, also, who else have we got? Uh, Jack Lynch, I love my club so much, but it's being ruined by greedy American owners who only care about money. Until the Glazers sell the club, we are not winning anything. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Luke says, earlier, Joe, talking about Rabiot being a good signing, the hope we sign another midfielder is all well and good, but we won't. Rabiot is it. Um, yeah, it looks like we could. Um, YouTube says, I hear you're a racist now, Father. Yeah, I love that in Father Ted. Um, but, but again, that we might not sign anyone else. I, I, I agree that there's yeah. a good possibility we don't. But 48 hours ago, we didn't have any clue we were in for Rabiel. So you can't say he's the only signing because we didn't even know that was happening yeah. two days ago. So what? who knows what could happen in the remaining 30 days, uh, 25 days. Should we talk a bit about this Arnautovic stuff? Because yeah. I, I see, you see rumours, you see tweets that there's this history of racism and racist comments and things here and there. So we've got a bit of a, a sort of a breakdown of what actually happened. For anyone who's just heard that he's a racist and doesn't know what the actual, you know, history <laughs> of it is. Believe, can we believe we're sat here talking about Marco Arnautovic is racism because he might be coming to Manchester United <laughs> and is there a moral dilemma here? <laughs> yeah. Not to mention the fact that he's, he's 33 and <laughs> not very good at football. It's like, oh. what is this club doing to us? Honestly, I can't cope. I Sorry, Joe, go on. No, so we've got a few bullet points here. So this is... <laughs> 
this is it. This is my seminar on is Marco Arnautovic a racist or not? Jay, this is Man United. What? Do you remember that, t- <laughs> Do you remember that time we bought Veron and Van Nistelrooy and fucking no, no, Yap Stam? Remember the time we won the league and lost the Champions League final and I thought it was a crap season? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm, I'm here going, Marco Arnautovic, racist or just shit? More news or at 10. Or oh, yeah, racist shit or both, you decide. Right, let's get into this. So uh, he was accused of using racist language and insulting a player during Austria's Euro 2020 clash with North Macedonia. So apparently it was to do with a celebration he did in front of the Macedonian fans, um, which was supposedly included an anti-Albanian slur toward the crowd and one of their players. And then there was some sort of heated exchange between Yanni Alioski as well. So it's to do with, I think Anatovic has Serbian heritage and then obviously the Albanian roots of the players he was chatting to or wow. abusing or whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, so the, they, they were the accusations. The UEFA appointed an independent ethics and disciplinary inspector to conduct an investigation, and the Macedonian authorities released a statement that said his nationalistic outburst um, was condemned and that they demanded the harshest possible punishment for him. Um, UEFA found him guilty of insulting behaviour and subsequently banned him from featuring in Austria's next game against the Netherlands. He denied using uh, racist language. There was another um, incident that happened early in his career when he was at FC20 where uh, he was suppo- he supposedly racially abused um, a Willem player, Ibrahim uh, Kargbo, um, who you know basically said... He called him a, a racial slur. Uh, there was an investigation by the Dutch FA. No evidence was found and the case was dropped, which obviously doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means we couldn't so find fair, evidence. I mean, I don't but know. That's, that's the, that yeah. is, those are the, the prominent accusations and the, the sort you, of timelines of them. You have to say, I mean, I'm not defending it. I've got no, I, I need to read up on it. Part of me feels if the, there was an investigation into one of these cases and there was no evidence the case was dropped, that can happen. I remember Steve Finnan with Evra. Remember, someone lip reading thought Stephen and had racially abused Evera, and there was an investigation, and it turns out, or they, they found he hadn't. Yeah. Uh, was it the, the Chelsea groundsman as well, Barry Bennell? He was accused of racially abusing Evera. Um, not by Evera, I think Mickey Phelan said he heard him say something. There was an investigation, it was dropped. There was an investigation with Suarez, and it was upheld because he did racially abuse him. Yeah. There was an investigation with John Serry and Anna Fernand because he did use racist language towards yeah. him. So you have to sort of say it on face, but I'm not going to say that just because he accused means he did it. No. I don't know. The main people may disagree with it, but just from, from that bullet points. But it's just a bit of a shambles. Isn't yeah, it? It is. You've got a player who, you know, has got a questionable, at least questionable past here yeah. with his actions. And also, he isn't very good. I mean, it's just what, you know. <laughs> I, wish, I wish that was had, the only talking we, point, we don't had, you? You know, it was like when we had Edison Cavani and he scores the winner at Southampton or wherever it was and then gets banned for racist Instagram posts. I know, he, okay, he didn't, you know, didn't mean to do that, but he did it and then gets a ban. And it's like, what is going on at this football club? Like, it's not that difficult to get good footballers and also get good footballers who haven't been done for racism. Let's try that one for, uh, uh, you know, for well, size. Jay, maybe there aren't any. Maybe, maybe all the good footballers have been done for racism it's and we just, just have to pick which one we... <laughs> like, as yeah. in, like, there are other options here. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I wouldn't mind, right? If this was Neymar or someone, you might be going, mm, or Bappe. <laughs> I love that. Mm. How good do you have to be for it to be mm. worth it? I don't All know. right. Are we going to die on it? I'm willing to die on this hill with him. It's Marco Arnautovic. What? Is it really worth dragging the club through the mud for this guy who's probably going to get two goals in 20 games for us if we're lucky? I know. Honestly, uh, Glenn F, who's been a member of the academy for 18 months, thanks for your support, Glenn. Good guy. Uh, Pre season, the three up front were starting to get something going. We changed the system yesterday, it didn't work. We did, we, Need to reason, play youngsters sorry. more also. Peace out, I love, I love that. I um, think the reason we changed that system is because Marshall got injured. Yeah, but it? even that, I agree with that. But this shows where we're at. Like, I, I did a tweet yesterday about the Ann Outovich thing and how, you know, it's a shambles that. City win the league, they get early now. Scouts has finished second, they get down with Nunes. We finished sixth and we're haggling over whether we're going to get Marco Arnautovic. Mm-hmm. And someone said, yeah, but we didn't know Marshall was going to get injured. Yeah, but we did know that he's not scored hardly any yeah. Premier League goals in two seasons. And also, we did know we cannot rely on him. We did know yeah. that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is 37 years old. We did know that Mason Greenwood is highly unlikely to kick a ball for Manchester United again. So we knew we needed a striker. It's not like... After the Brighton game, we've gone, do you know what? We need a strike. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? We've known this for months, mm. and we've not acted upon it. And now we're kicking around with a player who, 
if we're being brutally honest, I'd be amazed if he did come at United if he got 10 goals for us. There's nothing in me that thinks this guy's going to bang him in. Do you know what I mean? And it's even the other ones we've been linked with, you think are a slight like Sesco, you think, is he good enough? Can he do it? At least he's on the up. He's a youngster who's going to get better. This is a kid, or a kid, a man, who is probably going to retire in two years. And he's coming to spend his swan song at Manchester United. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, just before I get back to you guys, Reese says, forget the quality of his football. Him being a racist makes me question the values of this football club. We were quick to point at Liverpool FC. Huh? Uh, yeah, good point. Um, Craig Harrison, member of the Academy for eight months, uh, says, love the content of the paddock. Thank you. Uh, Danny Ross says, Sesco to Leipzig in 2023. Confirmed. I get that. Um, yeah, I mean, I know we're, we're not in. Uh, Aditya Gautam, sorry, have I missed your super chat? There are a few super chats that I've not got to, Aditya. Um, I think there's quite a few, actually. Sorry, because they're all coming pretty thick and fast. Everyone's got um, an opinion on, on this, which is understandable. I can't see yours, Aditya. Do it. Do it again, um, just as a chat, not as a super chat, because for some reason I think I've um, I've missed it. Um, yeah, sorry about that, Aditya. So just do it as a normal chat, and I'll I'll get to it. Um, Gone says, how about selling Rashford and getting Anthony or David? Don't forget as well to hit subscribe. There's a subscribe link in the chat. Hit that subscribe button and give us a like. Almost five thousand people watching, only three hundred likes. Let's get to a thousand likes. Um, all right. You've mentioned Rabio, haven't you? Um, and out of it, sorry. Have you mentioned Rabio? Briefly, I think we should I think we should, should we get into that, sorry. Yeah, let's talk about um Rabio a little bit because we haven't spoke to you really about it Dave. Today, David Ornstein saying this morning that United are interested in Adrian Rabio from Juventus. Then we saw Sky coming out and saying that a deal's been agreed. We've agreed a fee with him, it's just about getting a contract. Um twenty seven years old. Jamie Jackson and Romano then come out and say the fee's around fifteen million pounds, which I don't think is a is I think is a pretty good fee. I know he's only a year left on his contract, but you know that's a relatively cheap player. Um, he's won five league uh, league on and one Serie A. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and so he's someone that is used to winning things, even if he's not necessarily the main catalyst behind those wins. I don't think it's a bad deal. Um, I think I seem to be in the minority here where, you know, a lot of the comments were talking about me being sort of optimistic when I'm, I'm not. I just think he's a decent player and he's possibly or probably better than what we've got now and he's available for a good fee and I don't know I just it just makes it makes some sense to me but we need other players as well what what do you make of him well for for, for that price that's what you need we need to get at the moment if we're not getting in the big draws and the big the big money which the board seat doesn't seem to be able to do if we can get someone who's reliable mm. not maybe the best player in the world but someone who not week in, week out, maybe puts in 75% each game at least. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Because at the moment, midfield-wise, we're just we're just struggling for, I wouldn't even say quality, it's just people having decent games. Yeah. So if we can, why not? I don't see the problem with I, that. And also, we need numbers. We lost Matic and Pogba and Lingard and Mata, and we've not replaced them. We've replaced, I suppose, one of them with Ericsson. But other than that, we you know we've lost four players there and brought and brought one in. So we need numbers, if nothing else. Like, imagine, like even if you don't think he's better than Freddie McTominay, which that's a separate thing entirely, because I think a lot of people would. If Fred and if Fred and or McTominay get injured, we're we're relying on an eighteen-year-old, or, or you know, an, an, an eighteen-year-old with a lot of potential. But that's too much pressure to be putting on someone like Iqbal or Savage, and and and, and even maybe Garnett. Obviously, that's your kind of area of expertise more. So you've seen a lot more of those young lads than than me or Jay have. Do you think those are those guys are ready to step up? Would you sort of promote from within, or do you think we need someone like um, Rabio as well? Well, why can't we do both? Really, I mean, yeah. when you talk about Fred and McTominay, like the one player. Well, everyone talks about him like yeah. the one player, but surely you can they can be split up. You don't have to play them both all the time. Mm. I think Garner, from what he did last season, deserves a shot. I'm not saying he starts every game, but you've got to give him an opportunity. Yeah, um, Iqbal, I've still. I think um, he's got another year or so yet. 
you know, the, he's got to play more men's football. But yeah, James Garner, I just don't see the issue with, with giving him a go. He's he's proven everywhere he's gone, whether it's under 18s, whether it's the 23s, whether it's on loan at um, Forest. I know he didn't work, work out at Watford, but he, he was one of the best players in the Championship last mm. year. I don't, just don't see why we can't use him. No, I agree. I think it, Garner especially is... Like Iqbal and Savage, the 18-year-olds who... It's so difficult coming through as an 18-year-old in, in central midfield. You need experience, you need physicality, you need even just a couple of years to put six or seven pounds of muscle on, that kind of thing can make all the difference. But James Garner is 22 years old. He is getting to the point where if you're not going to give him a chance now, what is his future at Man United? Well, he has to start well, playing he, he, games, he has, so he give is, him that chance. He, he's, he's got to be a first-team player now as yeah. well because the under-23 league's changed to under-21. He's over age. So it's either play for United or go out on loan. So United really need to make up their mind with him. I personally want him to start playing games, but if they're not going to play him, he's got to go out on loan. Yeah. Did, um, do you think there was an at all an element, and I will get, there's loads of comments and super chats, I will get to them, I know people saying like, you've missed mine, I've, I've got them all in, I'm going to get to them in a minute. But do you think there's an element with tonight yesterday of giving some of the more established players just a chance for the opening day? So maybe like we mentioned Malassia coming in for sure, maybe saying to sure, right, you're in the team, first opening day, mm. Brian, you know, McTominay, everyone said, why not give Garner a chance? McTominay's a regular for the United, whether yeah. you like it or not. Giving <clears throat> McTominay a chance, saying, yeah. right, you know, you're starting. Do you know what I mean? Giving those players that are a bit more established a chance before, same with Rashford and Sancho. Some people saying, well, Ganacho should have been given a nod. But again, maybe saying to them, you know, you're the main men, yeah. or you're, you know, you're the, the usual sort of players. And once he's seen this, maybe now he's going to start going, okay, well... well Garner, I'll give you a chance against Brentford, or maybe Malassia comes in. Then you start sort of because you're almost justified in it as well. You've given him a chance, the answer took it. Right. Sure, in particular, I understand why he played him. Because yeah. Malassia's never played in the Premier League before, and he's playing next to a cent he would have been playing next to a centre back that's also never played in the Premier League that's before. That's a very good point. I think having a completely new left hand side would have could have made him look foolish. Especially without an out and out or any form of real DM. Because yeah. I know it's, but so many seem to be further <clears throat> on the pitch than Fred. Fred yeah. was more or less the old midfielder at one point. Well, that's why he was receiving the ball off the defence yeah. all the time, yeah. which is why he gave it away. Yeah. Because we all know about, we know with Fred now what he can do and what he can't do. What he's quite good at is winning the ball high up the pitch, quick turnovers, giving it to the winger, giving it to, to Bruno, uh, and letting them do the hard stuff. He, what he can't do is receive the ball off the centre backs, turn, and bring other people into the game, which is what he was entrusted with doing yesterday for some reason. But, I understand why he didn't play Malassia. The other ones I don't, I don't really quite get because I think they've not been good enough in preseason and they've not been good enough last season. I think he should have maybe given a few more minutes to. I guess, but it does also highlight how thin we are in those positions. Let's be well, honest. Like, someone like Galanga, who people have said he's not the answer, but he's done better than what Rashford's done last year. Mm. But still, Rashford gets a nod ahead of him, which surely it should be on merit of how you've been playing rather than your name and the number on the back of your shirt. Yeah. Which uh, I don't understand. He, what, did he only get a few minutes when he came on? Yeah, yeah. five minutes. So I mean, I what, what's the point? The subs, yeah, the, the subs were frustrating um, because it was so late for some of them on it. It was like yeah. five minutes. Um, Just one thing I want to talk on. about this Rabio stuff. Yeah. Because um, we were talking before about how I think somewhat unfairly the way his, his mum, who is his agent, or his agent, who happens to be his mum, more likely, is, is sort of almost, almost always phrased as his mum first. Like, everyone's very keen to let you know it's his mum, it's his mum's his agent, it's his mum's agent. Like, when, you know, football has a long history of family members being agents that, you know, it's not necessarily made a big deal of. The controversy there, again, just as, as for anyone who doesn't know, um, a, co a couple of seasons ago, um, after, I believe it was it, during the, the World Cup, maybe, let me just double-check this, um, she was accused of having an argument with Kylian Mbappe's dad, who, again, happens to be his agent. So this is agent-on-agent agent argument here. Reportedly had a bust-up with Kylian Mbappe's dad after the French forward missed a crucial penalty in the shootout. Um, she demanded that he reframe his son and make him less arrogant, apparently. Um, Mbappe's mother also got into a disagreement do, do, with uh, Rabiot's mother. So just, just, you know what? just football, right. fa just football I've, parents I've been, fighting. I've been at the games when it was Caddy's Ed Juniors versus Erwin. <laughs> And on the touchline with the parents, and I've seen it kicking off. Yeah. Right, I've seen. Oh, your son wants to give the ball a bit more. Tom stood there, 
all on his own all game. Mark. Yeah, he's unmarked for a reason, mate, because he's yeah. rubbish. I, you kind of get a bit of that when it's like, you know, parents in, in the park or whatever on a yeah. Sunday. You don't expect it in the World Cup finals or whatever, or the Euros. No. With parents who are also the agents of international superstars blaming each other and having digs at the kids. No. It does seem somewhat bizarre can and we, ridiculous. Can we just take a step back and what we've been talking about is racism and mum and dad's having an argument with each other. It's mad, isn't it? It's like, are we going to sign that player who's racist? Don't know. Let's get the one whose mum was round with the Mbappe's dad. Yeah, right, we'll have that one instead. It's bizarre, isn't it? Regardless of who's to blame. It's oh, just, yeah, yeah. It is bonkers. Uh, I'll get in some of these super chats. Uh, Gone says, how about selling Rashford and getting Anthony or David? Um, I think you read that one already. I'll have a, sorry. sorry. Um, oh, right. I don't ever read this. Did I read this? Dylan Sup says, the only positive is if we get Rabiot and Arnautovic, is this season's all or nothing? Is it United? Yep, that's the only positive. It's not, it's not United though, is it? No, We're not doing all or nothing. No, no, I think he's taking it. They don't even let players do interviews after games. They're not getting no. a fucking camera in the dressing room. Uh, Nick Albany says, uh, Frankie De Jong won't come and wasted three months chasing um, chasing ghosts. Then we buy a 15 million midfielder and top it off with an Altovich, both with red flags. Pathetic. He has to be one of the two or three midfielders we sign. It can't just be Rabiot. Yeah. I'm willing to be somewhat optimistic today because yeah. I think this is this, the first of many. Yeah. If it ends, this, this window ends, Arnautovic and Rabiot are the last two people we sign, it is a disaster, right? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to withhold judgment on that because the window hasn't ended yet. I think Rabiot plus De Jong or Rabiot plus a CDM could be a decent window or could shape towards yeah. a squad that makes sense. If we just go Rabiot, right, window's ended, see ya. We've got real problems on our hands. So um, the reason I've been optimistic is because I think and hope this is the first of many, not because I think, well, De Jong's not, you know, we couldn't get De Jong, so Rabiot's just as good. I don't think that whatsoever. Uh, Jed Loveday says, we're a very, very embarrassing football club, Manchester United. Can I, can't argue that. Um, that's like that's been read out by one of our board members at a fucking dinner somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm the board member of Manchester United. We are a very, very embarrassing yeah. football... Oh, that was an internal member. That was I, should, a, I shouldn't that have read that out loud. Metal, We've like. got some of the highest impressions and click-through rate of any social media yeah. club in the world. That's what I meant to read. Uh, WBS says, don't mind Arnautovic for a season, to be honest, as long as Ronaldo isn't leaving. More bothered about Ronaldo... Uh, sorry, Rabiot signing. Um, Cal Dunley says... Uh, the argument for not playing the kids because we don't know how they will adapt falls on its face because we know exactly what we get with McFred. I mean, um, oh yeah, sorry, Chris Crystal Dolu says, Hi gents, fed up of watching United. Now, do you ever see us being successful again under this ownership? Love the t-shirt, Joe. Um, Martian says, do you think do we think these players are better than they've shown over the past three months or over these past months, sorry? Of course they had a very bad season, but they also finished third and second. Uh, Peter Kelly says sorry, go on. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. hypothetically, how many times do you think we could postpone games like Liverpool seasons ago before the Premier League steps in points deduction for a for sale? Uh, Andrew A says, What's one question to Eric Ten Hag you would like to ask? Um, mine would probably be, do you regret taking this job? Um, just on that though, we finished third and second, and we did, and I get it, and it was a, you know, Don't I, you I, I enjoyed it. Do you think there is an element though of these players genuinely struggling to perform in front of the Old Trafford crowd? Because even when enjoying that heyday, a lot of the time there wasn't a crowd there mm. when we had that run. There just wasn't, and it does seem, especially at Old Trafford. I don't know. There seems to be something going down where there's a few players who's had to drop it very quickly. Noticed it a few times. And you look at, you know, yes, we had all those, those six away defeats last season, so you mm. can go, okay, away's not much better. But especially Old Trafford as well, I've noticed it. I think, is the crowd getting to them? I'm not blaming the crowd, because I think the crowd, I think the atmosphere of Trafford, especially considering football we've got, is pretty good, especially where I stand in CRA. But it just seems like it's a bit weird. We used to have that sort of almost fortress mentality. And now... I think it's almost up for grabs every time we, we play. Yeah, I think it's. I do think it's becoming a problem. And you know the rumours last year, and again, I don't know if it's true, uh, but it was the rumours by reliable journalists saying that Paul Pogba kind of had reservations and, and Cavani had reservations about playing in certain matches in the derby, I think it was, because they didn't fancy the backlash after playing in a game where we got battered. And it's like, so how much are you worried about what the fans think? And how much is that affecting your game? Because if you're so worried that you're going to get stick on social media because you've lost a game for Man United, that you pretend you're injured or choose not to play or try to get out of it or whatever it is, 
how that must be affecting you on the pitch as well. Yeah. Like, I do think there's something to be said for the big grounds in the country, the vocal or, uh, uh, crowds in the country, that that can go either way. I can see how that could be a thing. But United need players that either haven't been scarred by the last six or seven years. Maybe, you know, maybe some of these players could be successful at other teams. I don't know. Or we need players that are strong enough and tough enough that even a few bad games or a few bad seasons don't turn them into players that shy away from the limelight and shy away from that pressure because regardless of whose fault it is or whether they're to blame or whether it's human nature to be sort of, you know, hurt by these things, if it means we're not going to win football matches, they can't be here anymore. No. I don't it, really, it doesn't matter why it's happening. To, I mean, it that, has to be fixed. That's been some of this, you know, I've seen that before with a lot of players. We've seen it recently. Certain players, and it's just like, it's too much for them. You yeah. know, we made signings like Memphis Depay was a very good player when he arrived at Manchester United. It got to him. You could see, you could see him mm-hmm. almost sometimes lose his confidence game by game until he just he looked a shadow of the player that arrived. When yeah. he arrived, he was scoring goals. He was, you know, taking on players. He was exciting, and all of a sudden, he just thought this guy's lost it. Di Maria, another one. Yeah. He went from you know he was playing a month, I think, in his first month, whatever it was. Not last a game on it, really. Yeah, good. and he just never got to those levels again. And then you can look to certain players who just absolutely crumbled. Morgan Schneiderlin, for example, just looks awful. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. By the end of his time. His career United. never really recovered No, it that. didn't. And you know, that wasn't, this wasn't a player who was awful at Southampton. I saw him for Southampton play yeah, very well brilliant. for them. Sort of, I didn't watch him week in, week out, but I've seen him a few times. He looked like a good player. Came to United and then just gradually got worse and worse. And it's weird because, you know, wan is another one. Mm. We, you know, okay, He's probably, you know, we, we overpaid for him and, and maybe he was never at the levels we hoped for. But this was a player who, when he arrived, did pretty well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And now he's being kept out of the side by Diogo Delo, who's got his own question marks. It seems there's a lot of players who just, for whatever reason, whether it's the crowd, whether it's the, the managers changing around, whether it's the system, whether it's form, whether it's we've overpaid, whatever the, the reason is, they're not progressing in fact they're getting worse well, as had, the games go on but we've had weird. players who've been here a while who've gone through highs and lows and we've seen that actually good players play, players who played under Mourinho and then us when all that went to crap and then we when Solskjaer came in players who played in that PSG game who played in one of the most exciting games where the fans were up behind them and were panicking about we getting knocked out of the Champions League and then all of a sudden now just can't play football so you can't you can't say it's down to crowds and the anticipation because we had that beforehand and I just I really don't know and there's been maybe it is the the, the management changing all but the time but even that though Dave I get your point about the PSG game but after that PSG game we lost 10 of the next 12 yeah that's true do you know what I mean like, no, that is true. that's but an outlier <laughs> like, and you know and I was as buzzing as anyone when we did but then when we, you know, we went the next game we went and lost I think to Wolves in the FA Cup then we lost to Arsenal in the Premier League then we went on this horrendous run where I think we it was literally two wins out of our next 12 games or something. I, th- I, I think we might have drawn a couple, actually not lost them all. But it does something goes down, doesn't it, with these players? You're right, you know, I don't think they're all rubbish. I don't. No, I, but I don't. For some reason... They're not rubbish. Yeah, for some reason, they can go and they can beat a PSG or they could go to the Etihad and beat them. And yet then we can, you know, not that long down the line where we're getting absolutely battered off Watford. And we're getting battered off Leicester, and we're getting battered off Liverpool at home. It's just like it's weird as well, isn't it? Because what is going on? That was the 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 one thing I don't think anyone can doubt. You can doubt certain things about Solskjaer's managerial skills or <coughs> tactics or whatever you want to do. The one thing he definitely brought, and we could all see it watching United fans, non-United fans alike, is we went into big games thinking we could win them and yeah. trying to win them. Like sometimes we'd sit back and counter that, but we'd have a plan and we'd do. We'd win those games regularly enough to say it wasn't a fluke. We beat City three times in one season. We beat Chelsea three times in one season. We beat, we beat PSG twice in three attempts, I think, under Solskjaer. Twice in four attempts. Twice away as well. Uh, yeah. Twice away, exactly. We beat, uh, like I said, Chelsea regularly, City regularly. We, we struggled against Liverpool. Liverpool out of the FA Cup. But we beat Liverpool in the FA Cup. Like, we went into All the, these are like, you know, 
slight straws that I'm clutching at a little yeah. bit. But we, but, went, you know, we can't take games. them for granted because, no. you know, do you think we're going to beat Liverpool 3-2 next time we no. play them? I don't. And I, love, I hate saying that because no. I hate that team. But then weirdly, but being realistic. in that last season under Solskjaer, whatever changed, they lost all of that. Whatever it was that built them up and and, and I think... and. You know, I think he was a better manager than people gave him credit for, but I do think he obviously had his limitations and maybe wasn't at that kind of hyper-tactical level that the top, top managers are. But at least we had something. We had confidence. And I, and I, I still don't quite see or quite understand what's led to the team being where it is now or certainly where it was at the end of last season where there was just none of that. It, no. it evaporated so fast. It evaporated under Solskjaer and then has never come back. Yeah, I was about to say, when's the last time when that run went... He, he, he was going quite well, and then we had that run of results, which was awful. Mm. I think it was we had Liverpool who beat us, and City who I think that was the best I've ever seen City against us at Old Trafford. He abs- absolutely battered us. It yeah. should have been way more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, go but on. we've never had, like you say, that confidence where you think, you know what, we're going to we're going to re- batter these today, or we're going to we're going to go win against one of the decent teams. All under Ralph, the end of Solskjaer. It's just no. been a full yeah. year now, hasn't it? Um, it's yeah. good to see we've got Andy Tate and John Shin in the chat as well as a load, load of few others. Um, people haven't, like, you know, God. Uh, Ryan says Ollie wasn't completely badly. Yeah, there's some comments I won't read out. Um, Gio Franco has been a member of the first team 20 months. Says last Rufus play we signed was Latan and he was 34. Players that can stare at a 2 0 loss and not only put the team on their back but push them. Yeah, it's a good point. I think there's too many players who just their heads are dropping when we, you know, when we're going one 0 down or whatever, I think hopefully the manager will bring that back. Mm. And he's and he's not had very long as he ten hog. It's his first proper game. That is definitely something we saw under Ole again. To not to hark back to that like it was the best time in United's history, but it's mm. the last time in recent history that since, we looked that we had since, some confidence. Since Ferguson, yeah. Do you remember how many games in a row, or not in a row, but that li- literally league best away unbeaten streak, which is still the best in in Premier League history, right? So we wasn't all that shit, but the amount of times we were behind in those games. And so many of those games we came back to win. But now you feel like we go one nil down as well. Were away though as well. That's what I mean. Is that what I mean? Like, so it's like maybe there's something about the. Um, it's the just it's weird. It's you know like the idea of Old Trafford being fortunate now so is laughable. So what you're saying is it's your fault. And then there's like me personally rumors yeah. that they want you know to. What the funny thing was yesterday as well. I don't know if you saw it. Was when when Ronaldo came out. There's a few like smatterings of booze. Like there's a few people. Sorry, he's obviously had enough with what's gone on. Boo and all that, and he was waving him because he thought he was saying Sue. So it's just like booers. Everything about his coming in a minute is just comical. Uh, Paul B. Are you saying Sue or are you saying boo? boo? Yeah, we're saying boo. But oh. then, but then by the time of the second half comes back, when everyone wants him on the pitch or whatever, everyone was like. The blues turned to Sue's, didn't yeah. they? Paul B says wages saved from players out fifty million, wages spent on players in eighty million, so thirty million pound on wages plus transfer budget left seventy to eighty million. <laughs> Spend the money, get the players. Um, Kaka John says Man United has no future. You all just give up. Fair enough. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. See you later. Um, there's um, Scout Source says can't wait for McFredio. Nice. Um, also, um, who else have we got here? Uh, Abdullah Ibrahim says, what I see consistently in our football is a massive lack of spatial awareness, disjointed pressing and misplaced passes. I don't think a single coach is to blame. I think this team is just careless. Um, someone else, sorry, I missed who it was mentioned. Um, someone Blacksmith mentioned about uh, Wilfred Zaha was another player that came to United and just seems to lose all his confidence. I don't mm. think he got a chance, Wilfred Zaha. Um, Miles says, Mr. Pritt, in your opinion, after Laird's performance against Real Vallecano, should he be kept around the first team or loaned out? Hmm. You're a massive Ethan Laird I'm fan. A, I really like Ethan Laird. Who's your favourite Ethan? Is it it's producer is Ethan it Laird? Laird? Is it producer? Was it you know what? Ethan Press Hawk. watch buddies, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little uh, Hawk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ethan Hawk. Yeah. Not seen him in anything for a while. Me neither, well. actually. But anyway, Ethan Laird. Um, yeah, Ethan Laird. You know what? He has been out on loan. Has he done as well as as Garner did? Probably not. But he spell under Derby, wasn't he? Who where he did well. He's he's versatile. He can play both left back, right back. He's probably best if we play if we ever play three at the back. And we need wing backs. He's perfect for that. So for for that reason, 
I'd stick him around the first team. Fair enough. Uh, Adia, Aditya Gautam says, Ralph said open heart surgery is required. Why patient's dead? Ga- uh, Glazers gave the club a thousand cuts and bled it to death. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I can understand um, why so many people are just fed up with Glazers. It's just, we, I know we sound like a broken record on this channel, but it's true. I think the, the Glazers are just taking us for a ride and they continue to do so. And we seem to find new rock bottoms every every season with him. Um, Daniel Kirk says, next week, the team, in my opinion, should be David De Gea, Delo, Raphael, uh, Varane. Um, I think that's... Um, I'm not sure who that one is he's saying there. It says Litcher, uh, Mala- Martinez. Martinez. Right, okay. Litcher, Martinez, sorry, Martinez, Malassia, Garner, Ericsson, Van der Beek, Ginacho, Sancho and Ronnie. Love you guys, Wally of the Week. Any Tory or Marco. Um... Also, as well, uh, it's Esco has been a member of the first team for two months. Says another week of not good enough tweets here. Manchester United, cheers on two months, guys. Um, yeah, go on. Should we get into um, Wally the week? Oh, nice. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Yeah, go on then. Let's get into that. Jay's distracted. He's got some pop ups there that have no, treated him very well. I'm very confused as to what super chats I've read now. I haven't, so I might have to just read them all twice. <laughs> read them all again. Yeah. Uh, Wally of the week. Go on, you go first, Dave. Yeah, I need to get his name right again. Is it? I said Luis Enrique yeah. before, but it's Jose Enrique. It's Jose Enrique. Yeah. Just Former Liverpool nobody. Exactly, but he's coming out like he's the biggest legend that's ever come from Liverpool, and like you said before, he just he's perfect for Talksport, and he now. Yeah. He's know. he's crafting a sort of hateful mob of followers that will that will tease him into a talk sport role at some point. Basically, he's taking it upon himself to be the Liverpool anti-United mouthpiece as though he's some yeah. Liverpool legend that everyone's still loving. But you know what, right? He's not daft because the Scousers love all that. Oh, I yeah. Want, well, if, I don't know. If, like he, his, his last one about Fulham and they, they posted about the sprinklers being on at, at the ground and um, he quote tweeted and said something. I can't remember what he said, but something stupid. And when you read the comments down below... A lot of these scousers are like, I don't, why is it? Why is he commenting on, on our behalf? And a lot of them don't like him, but he's yeah. about fifty-fifty, really. There's probably a career in him doing like Q and As in a pub somewhere in Kirby or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he'll, he'll fashion some sort of career out of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like based on the back of it, or some sort of cult heroes podcast or something, <laughs> where he's you know there's him in. I don't know, David Burrows or someone on a on a chat going on about the time they got you know, Liverpool to eighth. Yeah. Him and Paul Koncheski. How I yeah, how me and Ryan Babble were bang average for four <laughs> years. Yeah. What is, an idea hey, that is. Let me let me amuse you with a banal anecdote yeah. about how um, Phil Thompson told me to, you know, pick my boots up. Yeah. How I kept Glenn Johnson out of the team. Yeah. Like, oh, you know good I mean? on you. Yeah, Ooh, you were fucking like, good. When, when your team's been at like, what is it, three Champions Leagues in the last five years, those in sort of tales don't really no. cut the mustard Do you know what anymore. it's like with him, actually? Do you know what it's like when, when someone crawls out of the woodwork when their ex or their old mate won the lottery? Yeah. And you're like, oh, mate, we used to be very good mates, didn't we? And Liverpool are like, no, you were mates with me when I was doing shit and you didn't help me. So now you come crawling out the woodwork just because I've won a bit of money. Too late. A bit like Trevor Sinclair with City. Yeah. He never cared about City. Of course like, not. Until they had all the money men come in. And he's like, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm a massive City fan. May have always loved the club. Yeah. You know, best time of my career is playing for City. He's banging like about West Ham when he was younger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And now it's like, oh, we've got, you know, there's a, there's a power note to be made. Um, Who's your ball of the week, Jay? Um, listen, you know what? I know we didn't win our opening game. So he's not that much to say. But I've got to go with Klopp. And I don't want to make yeah, it all scouts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's such a parody. Like, you got beat. Just deal with it. Like, not beat, sorry, you drew. Just deal with it. Like, Fulham turned up. Mm-hmm. It was a competitive game. Mitrovic was on fire. Yeah. You were losing quite a few battles early doors. It's a, it's a draw. It's not the end of the world. It's opening day and all that. Just show a bit of, you know, dignity. And instead he comes out and goes, the pitch was dry. Yeah, but Jay, did you see it? Like they might as well have been playing on the Sahara Desert. I don't yeah. know, does it? What even is that? That's yeah. like that's also meaningless. Yeah. The pitch was dry, and unfortunately, 
We had to play yeah, on the dry also, pitch and Fulham played on the wet one. Yeah, and also it shouldn't make make a difference anyway because Liverpool are a long ball team. It's like, They're acting like Liverpool are fucking Barcelona. Like firing Liverpool it over the top give there. the ball to their fullbacks and pump it into the box for a big striker to nod down. Liverpool are Fulham. So if Fulham didn't get an advantage from the pitch being dry, they both just chip the ball into the box to a fucking big lad to nod it down, acting like managed by Johan Cruyff. <laughs> He's literally a long ball manager who does it very well. So the fact the pitch was dry would have helped him if anything Jesus it, honestly uh, th- some of the excuses it was too windy yeah. let's play indoors like the fucking Australian Open shall we no what are you on about <laughs> honestly it was windy my cap was on backwards I realised I put moisturiser in my eyes so I couldn't see and I, I picked the wrong players some of the excuses come out with I was choking on a polo and I forgot to make a sub Honestly, just own up. Fulham were good, you were shit, and you've been shit all pre-season. You're clearly not ready for the season. Grow up. Hey, just get the inhalers out, that's what I say. Yeah. Um, what, what, who's your wallet of the week? Good question, that, Jay. Have a think while I go through some of these super chats that I may or may not have read before because I've got the memory of a goldfish. Barry White says, start the window, we must replace... Who does? Barry White, hey, can't get enough. You're the baby. That's the, the very... Oh, Barry White there. It's him. It's actually him. It is him. Yeah. Uh, the walrus of love, I think they called him. Um, Jesus Christ. They did. Uh, I mean, it's better being the walrus of, you know, Dan Satan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bar- the Bar- walrus of love. I'd love Barry to be called White. that. Barry White says, start the window, we must replace Pogba Linga. <laughs> Barry White now, innit? He's sat there. Is he even alive anymore, no, Barry White? No, he's so dead. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I think I'm Barry sorry. White's dead, isn't he? Is Barry White? I think, I think he is. No Surely. chance. Surely. Surely. Um, yeah, he's dead, may, yeah. may he rest in peace. Oh, of um, course. Barry White um, says, start the window. We must replace Pogba, Lingard, Mata, Matic. Approach Rabio. Oh, my God. Panic by. Ten times a player. McTominay and Fred are. People are mad. Car. Counts. Counts. Dub. Sorry, I had, a, mi- I had, a, minor, I had a minor episode there. That Apologies, Counts Dub. <laughs> I didn't just get your name wrong. Counts. A, a, a mini breakdown. <laughs> Apologies there. Two electric probes <laughs> interiors. Yeah, I don't know what I was <laughs> doing there. Um, and out of it, not a solution. Not oh, sure. Bellum. It's like that one over again. Bellum. I tried to say Jude Bellum instead of saying I any just of that, stopped I just trying to say words and started doing sounds. Um, and out of it, it's not a solution. Not sure who is making such decisions. McFred should not start again. Rabio panic by. Why Nevers is not being considered. Um, sorry, there are more and I need to, to find them. Um, yeah, I've done that one. Um, Ulrich June says, a bit late to the podcast, so I'm a few minutes behind. Did you guys hear Ten Hag shout, run, run, run at Shaw? Luke really needs to kick up the bum. Um, Dayan Derb says, was Tom's performance the beginning of the end for him? Um, I don't know. Um, I'd, possibly. I don't know. It's, it's easy to just say that um, and go, all right, this is, this is, you know, that's it. But I don't, I don't know about that one. My um, my one of the week actually is Chelsea Football Club. I've, I've remembered now. Go on. Because they got absolutely spankingtoned on the FIFA Cucurella. He's a good he's a good fullback. He's a decent player. They've just spent was it fifty million quid on on Ben Chilwell two years ago? Was it fifty? I think it was fifty. Yeah. Now they replace him two years later in a very Manchester City move with sixty two million Cucurella, who's twenty four. He's had about a year of really sort of very good football at Brighton. And then they have the audacity, after literally probably overpaying by about 30 million quid for him, uh, to do that tweet of like uh, breaking news uh, club statement that mocking Brighton's tweet about him staying. And everyone was like, oh, this is great bants from Chelsea, this. This is epic banter. Banter that only cost you 30 million pounds more than it should have. Like, just come on. Why are you taking the piss out of Brighton? They've just destroyed you for a fee. For Cucurella, and now you're acting as though he's, he's a racist. Though. Destroyed us as well. Is he? And he's a racist, Cucurella. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Or like, yeah. But apparently that's why they got him. 
Oh. Like, we're, this, do we want him? They were like, we don't want him. They were, yeah. So he's a racist. Well, yeah. Chelsea fans will let him you know on what? the tube after a game. Won't they? We give John Terry's numbers to kill the Bally as well. <laughs> Missed a trick there. Oh, absolutely devastated. Uh, Abinav Verma says, Jay messing up names and getting political. Yep. Yeah. In one always. of the most, we're not racist, we promise moves of all time, did, giving Cooley Bally that number, by the yeah, way. See, so transparently, the them going, how can John Terry be racist? We gave his number to Cooley Bally. <laughs> like, that. We know what you're doing. Don't try and fool us. It's so obvious that they've done that. How can I be racist? Me clean as black. Yeah, exactly. That is literally Chelsea FC in a sentence. <laughs> it was great, that video. It did make me chuckle. Oh, God. Hey. I'm going to... I'm sweating my tears asking, can I have your number Which from a few years ago? Right? Yeah. He was, still, he was sat at home still in the kit. Yeah. He, was like, he was like, you'll have to rip it off my cold, dead, racist body. But yeah, you can have it. He had his shin pads on at home. He thought the phone call was, do you want to come back and be captain? He's like, yeah, I've already got my kit. Oh, you want... There you go. I'll post it, yeah. Um, yeah. He's the first person queuing up in the mega store when the new Chelsea kit comes out, by the way. Hey. Front of the line, John Terry, like that. Set 26, please. You know the drill by now. Yeah. Ter yeah, Terry. Twenty. What do you mean? What do you mean? What's the name? He gets a load of free kits, though. Of course he does. Them and where's for them? a discount price yeah. to his family? <laughs> to his WhatsApp? Yeah, because he's a, one of them, and he likes a loves a little side earner. Doesn't oh, he? that NFT debacle. Okay, no. He banned me on Twitter for pointing out some faults of that. Not him personally. I doubt he's even seen his Twitter. Whoever manages the John Terry account, I think it is. I pointed out a few home truths and was 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 blocked by him. Um, anyway, we're going to wrap it up there. Dave, always a pleasure. Thanks for getting your take, giving us your take on um, the, some of the youngsters coming through. Hopefully, we'll see a few of them because I'm quite excited by uh, some of the young prospects. And me and you can hopefully sit down and do academy review sometime Maybe. in the future. Mate, you're such a tease, David. <laughs> you really are. Hey, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Very popular among certain people as well. You know, you're letting you're affecting Manchester United Football Club on the pitch by is. not doing that academy review. Remember that. Hey, uh, Joe, what you, you got coming up? Got all sorts coming up. Check out the Sloppy Joe's podcast. Um, Any big guests? There. Any subpar producers? Now I'm not We've doing. We've got it loads of good guests coming up. We've got also just the show itself is brilliant. So search Sloppy Joe's podcast on YouTube. Yeah, you know where to find me as well. Make sure you are subscribing to the channel. There's a link in the chat. I think it's the pinned link. Uh, so go and ch click on that. Let's get to 700,000 subscribers. Thanks to everyone who got involved in the comments and the chat. Forgive me if I missed your super chat. I did try and get them all in, but some of them I, I may have slipped through the net. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow morning. I think, Joe, you're on the news, aren't you? Yeah. My friend. And you've also got, uh, we've got the Palette chat with Ange and Kirsty coming up. They've got a special guest as well. Plus, Joe's going to be doing another video looking at... Looking at basically how Ten Hag is being let down by the is board. It, and is the... it a five-hour long video, then? <laughs> Like, yeah, it's starts just tonight. It's just on Thursday. Yeah, it's just every game and moment between 2013 and now, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll go into the details of exactly why this isn't really Ten Hag's fault. Yes, so make sure you check in now. I've been Jay. That's been Dave. That's been Joe. This has been the Paddock Podcast. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 